This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Huracan 2017. Crush your enemies, drive them before you, and hear the lamentations of their women. Delve into the many aspects of the Dark Ages at Huracan 2017 from September 28th through October 1st and experience the best historical miniature gaming convention in Florida. Hosted by the Historical Miniatures Gaming Society South Chapter, Huracan offers both the novice and the veteran hobby gamer a fantastic weekend of tabletop excitement and camaraderie. There'll be over 100 different game events across nine scheduled sessions, and these activities will include war games, role-playing games, and board games across a wide range of time periods, genres, and rule systems. In addition to the games, there will be merchant vendors selling game product and fast and furious flea market loaded with hidden treasures and fantastic deals. And there will also be some of the most talented and friendly gamers with whom you ever could hope to share a game table. Huracan 2017 will be held at the Park Inn by Radisson Resort and Conference Center in Kissimmee, Florida, just off of U.S. Highway 192. Special convention rate hotel rooms are $82 per night, plus tax, with no additional resort fees. Convention pre-registration admission price is $25 for HMGS South members or $40 for non-members. For more information, visit hmgs-south.com and follow the links to Huracan 2017. The Dark Ages don't miss out. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and groveroots.com. Don't forget the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce in Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. I know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And let's do so on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro waves, you know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems, your Dreamcast and reminisce, so pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke, yeah. Hello! Internets, my name is Johnny Womack, and of course, I've got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure, and we have a very special guest with us. We're in a very special place, too. We are in a very special place. My first time here, we're at the Retro Game Treasure Compound. Very, very excited to be here. It is... Glorious is the worst word that comes to my mind. Of course, we have the Mega Buck Buck here from Retro Game Treasure. Welcome to Gamer's Paradise. Uh, I told you, I, I behind closed doors, I was like, I, there's no way I could sleep in here. Like if yeah. there was, if this was a room, I would not sleep. My you eyes would, would be like, shit. I'd be like all day long just seeing all the colors. I mean, it is, it's amazing. Remember the old game show Supermarket Sweep? You just oh run through here. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> of course, uh, we're going to talk about all the amazing features and product from Retro Game Treasure. But before we do that, we have uh, an awesome sponsor. Yeah, I want to talk to you about Grove Roots because I saved some of the stuff I got from Joe just for you because it's your birthday, buddy. Uh, I brought over the Tart of Mine, which is a Berliner West Sour Beer at a 4.8. And I wanted to talk to you about this because, Johnny, I know this is your first experience with a sour beer. I was beer. a version with a sour beer. Yeah, and tonight. I know you said you'd had a couple before, but I want to, before I get into the rest of it, I want to get your thoughts on what you thought about the beer. You didn't bring enough. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all I, gone. I actually agree. <laughs> I completely agree that I did not bring enough. Uh, so good. But it, And here's the other really good thing about it is – because this is my new favorite beer that they have. Like, this, whenever I go, like myself, this is what I order every it's single time. Because it's really good. It's really smooth. I also like it's a 4.8, so it's just a little bit higher, uh, like, alcohol content than, like, a Bud Light. So I can drink a few of these, and I'm not like, oh, man. 
because some of the like the IPAs that are heavier, you have two or three, and they deuces on the loose. Deuces <laughs> on the loose. Yeah, they let you know real quick yes. what they're about. So uh, I like that. But what I really like is now he's added it to where you can get it on growlers. Because when he first made the first couple batches, you could only get it in the tap room. You couldn't take it home. Oh, but okay. now he's started making enough to where you can get it in growlers. Nice. And I can't recommend it enough. Also, I brought for you, buddy, because it's your birthday, and we're about to open it up here in a minute. The Rind and Shine Belgian Whip with Valencia Oranges at a 6.6. Which I know that you love. I had it last time. Yeah, and you you <laughs> like he was at Total Wine. And he texts me. He's like, "What was that beer we had the other night?" And I'm like, "It's squeezed to meet you." And he's like, "Who makes that?" And I'm like, "Grove Roots." And I'm like, "Why?" And he's like, "I'm at Total Wine. I want some." I'm like, "Buddy, they don't have this at, at Total Wine. Hopefully, in the near future, maybe they will. But right now, they don't." Yeah, and then we had um, when we taped last, we had the squeeze to meet you, which was a grapefruit ale, the five point two, which was so so good good. times and very tasty. Speaking of new things, me and Joe had a little conversation the other night, and it kind of enlightened me a little bit about growlers. And he told me when you wash out your growler, because you you I don't put soap in it; you just wash it out, rinse it out really really well. He said, "Don't put the." Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't put the, um, you don't twist the top on it. He said, leave the top completely off because he said, if you, even if you rinse it out really, really good, if you leave it tight, right. it'll get moldy and right. it'll make your growler stinky, yeah. which it was funny because when I brought my growler in, he looked at the top and he's like, bruh. I'm going to get you a new top, man. I'm like, why? And he showed it to me. I'm like, oh. yeah, that, oh. that's Funkalicious. And I was like, yeah, we probably need to probably need to get rid of that. And I was like, do I need to get a new growler? He's like, no. And then I asked him another question. I said, well, what what's the shelf life of a growler? Like, how long is it going to last? And he's like, it's like any glassware. He's like, as long as you rinse it out good and make – because here's what happens. People drink it. They might rinse it once but not really rinse it good because you got to get all that beer out of there because if yeah. not – it sits in there and it gets sour and you get a funky growler. Making your own beer. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, basically, what you got to do is you got to clean it out really, really good because he's like, if you get a funky growler, you're just you're gonna have to get a new one, which is good because they sell them so cheap over there. Like, mm-hmm. if you ha- don't have a growler and you want one, Grove Roots is the place to go. Now, I apologize because I'm dropping the ball on my job. I don't have the prices written down for the growlers, but I tell you what, it's the cheapest I've found because I bought them off of Amazon. I bought them at Target. The cheapest and the best one I've ever got is the one I bought. Go to GroveRoots.com for more information. Yep. Nice. And you can sign up for the newsletter, yep. which I just did. And they've got a ton of cool stuff in there. You know about everything's going on. And inside tip for you guys listening, he's going to start adding homebrew recipes in there. So if you're a homebrewer, they're going to start including Epsi, uh, uh, recipes in there. Right. They're also going to start adding uh, recipes for food, for like food pairings. Like, you know, get the, you know... Get the tart of mine and then make whatever that food pairs with it really well, which that's I cool. thought was really, oh, that's really cool. cool. I like that yeah. So it's like you can actually yeah. at home kind of do food <laughs> Very pairs. Very nice. You're I not like. going to get any home brewing out of me, but yeah. I like to pair it with yeah. good, good some Absolutely. good food like and the good recipes. Very and, nice. Uh, speaking of that, from our good friend Morgan, and you can hit her up at morgan at groveroots.com. Uh, they're having that Moonlight Market I told you about yes. on August yes, 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 yes. 16th from 6 to 9. They're bringing out different v- vendors from small pop-up shops. They'll have So Exotics, which has got succulents and edibles. Emory, uh, Lakers Barkery, which has got, like, dog treats and stuff. Like, oh, they bake neat. dog treats. Bamboo Cafe and Andy Thornell, which we love downtown. Oh, yeah. And uh, possibly Born and Bread's going to be there. Uh, they've been doing this. You'll think it's pretty funny. It's called Hair of the Downward Dog, <laughs> and it's a yoga. yoga like, you right, go do yoga, dog, and then afterwards, <laughs> like, you drink beer. <laughs> And you can, it's from 11 to 12, and they do it certain Sundays, and you can buy the tickets online, and you can find the link on the website at groveroots.com. Also, August 23rd is Beer and Gear, and this is going to be cool. Uh, Andy Thornall is coming out for it, and there'll be a demo with backpacking food and cooking gear as well as travel gear. So, like, if you like to backpack or hike or camp, they're going to have a lot of the gear out there for you to, like, try. And a lot of that gear can get a little pricey. So it's nice to be able to get it hands-on trial with it. Um and they said they're going to start doing it bi-monthly, and this is huge. September 16th, they're throwing the big anniversary party, and they'll be doing the grand opening of the Packing House, which we are so excited about. Oh, yeah. And people can start reserving the space for Christmas parties, wedding rehearsals, and other events now. All they got to do is email Morgan at morgan at groveroots.com. Um, also, 
Uh, they just had uh, the Summer of Succulents planning workshop, which completely sold out. And then also July 22nd was the Winter Haven Heroes and was by far the biggest turnout that they've had in an event. Firefighters made barbecue pulled pork sandwiches, sold custom glassware with their logo and their seal and T-shirts, and they donated a dollar beer that was sold between 12 and 4 that day, and it equaled that was given to the Children's Burn Foundation. That's That's really cool, but you know what happened? Because I just learned how to do math. They sold 1,850 beers that afternoon because if they gave a dollar a beer... That's awesome. Grove Roots is doing really well, ladies and gentlemen. They are doing fabulous, and we love Grove Roots. They're a great sponsor, and you can't see it uh, at home, but I'm actually rocking my Grove Roots T-shirt tonight. Uh, and you should go and check it out because they've got uh, some great glassware and glasses. They've got uh, T-shirts. They've got growlers. they got all kinds of cool stuff. But, like, I've got two of these shirts now, two different color Grover shirts, and they are heavy, heavy in my rotation because they're super comfortable, super soft, and a lot of fun. And speaking of sponsors, they're yes. a lot of fun. Yes. We got Buck the Mega Buck. The Mega Buck is we here. Like, we like fun. Yes. Yeah. So we've been having fun because you two just got done playing the Switch. Yes, uh, Buck has a switch, uh, and it was my first time. As I see the preview for later, I read one of the questions ahead of time, but it's related to the switch. We'll get to it later. But there's a the switch is not very easy to find in stores, uh, and no I've not actually joking. seen one in wild. I've never yeah. seen one in the wild, uh, and it's always gone within like what five ten minutes online, right? Yeah. Or Amazon, you get a notification as soon as you sign in, then it's already gone by the yeah. time you go in. Uh, so they're not very, but but they sold really well. Four point seven million units sold, uh, which is incredible for Nintendo. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, but this is my first time actually seeing one, Buck. Uh, how long have you had your Switch for? Uh, you got a launch, didn't you? No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't sold on it yet, and wanted to play Zelda for sure. But I yeah. mean, um, but you had the Wii, couple, so you could play it on that too. Two or three months later, it, I mean, even when I was in Japan, it came out the week we were in Japan. Oh, no shit! Wow. And it was like, <laughs> I'm like, hun, it's region free. I'm like, yeah, so you want to wait? I'm like, well, let's check it out. And I'm reading and I'm translating some of the stuff, and we're going to Sunday is like the biggest, especially electronics day in Japan, and there's signs out in front of Big Camera, one of the, it's like the Best Buy of Japan, and the sign says. There's going to be a line from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. You get in line, you get a ticket, and we don't know how many we'll have. And and I read afterwards that they had like you know 20 switches to sell, and they had like a thousand people waiting oh, in line. Oh, so it's, wow. like, it's like you c- couldn't even bother. So I waited a couple right. months, and I bought one of the bundles that came with like gotcha. Zelda and a hard case and all this crap that I'd probably buy anyway. So gotcha. It's okay, that's but cool. That's how they're making their money with it, selling that other stuff. Yeah, that's because I looked at a couple places that now that it's been released. Because I told you for a hot minute, I was thinking about the Switch. Sure, absolutely. I think I've cooled on it now, yeah. but at the time I was pretty hot and heavy. And I looked at it, and GameStop had a bundle. It was it, yeah. Zelda, the season pass, and it was like a Zelda theme case. Like, that. that's yeah, the one I got. The I Zelda theme case, and then an extra controller. And I'm like, they're making the money on this, and all the extra shit you're sure. buying. Yeah. And it was like going to be like 500 bucks. I want to say with the system and the extra controller Something and the like case that, and yeah. everything. And I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. They're making all their money up front with the the extra peripherals. And I. Because I even told you in the group chat with Angela and Mike Mike and a couple right. of our good friends, I was like, you know, I'm really thinking about this, and then I pumped the brakes. I'm actually now, in retrospect, kind of glad I pumped the brakes. Because, and, and, and to ask you as a Switch owner, and I think you can agree, agree with it, you know, you got Zelda. Yeah. You got Splatoon 2, which is okay. I mean, you do like it. A lot of people like it. Arms, you had and said you just was yeah, okay. It, was it, it tired out. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. The Street Fighter is really cool. but It's also like the eighth version of yeah. the Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah. So, yep. um, and then you've got uh, Mario Odyssey, which is coming out. And then you've got the Mario Kart 8, which if you had a Wii U before, you, you've already played and have. And, you know. Right. So, I, I feel like, and maybe I'm completely wrong, and you guys can tell me because you're bigger Nintendo guys than I am. I feel like once that Mario comes out at Christmas, there's like there was a drought before, but there's going to be another big gra- drought until next Christmas. And I'm like, well, at the two Nintendo, year- those clever bastards. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I also feel like at the two year mark, like let's we're going to have to revisit this conversation next Christmas. Yes. But I feel like next Christmas when we revisit this conversation, there'll be more Switches out in the wild, so I'll be able to just walk in Best Buy and get one. And two, by that point, there might have been a price drop 
are at least a bundle where if I buy it, they're throwing in Mario Odyssey or they're throwing in Zelda or something, like a game that's been out a while. Like, we've sold enough of these. We'll just – you know what I'm saying? So I think there will be a better incentive for me to buy it then than be an early adopter. It's going to be the library that's going to want you to do it more because the library is just lacking. I mean, look, Zelda – Breath of the Wild is. You like, said it was your favorite Zelda since uh, Link, Link to, to the, the Past, which is a true, a bold I'll, statement, I, sir. I'll put the bar yeah. that high. Yeah. I'll put the bar that high. I mean, it that was is the a best. Ze- it throw was, your balls on the table. It was uh, it, statement it was, right there. It was Zelda with like a sprinkle of Skyrim. Yeah, and just enough. Like it has all these shrines in it. So instead of the, I, I won't say annoying part because it's the fun part too. But Zelda, it's all about you know explore puzzles, get to the yeah. dungeon, and then the dungeon's a series of two or three dozen rooms, and then you're yeah. done. There's four bosses in that game, and they're like short dungeons because they're shrines. Yeah. A shrine is like a, a like one room of a dungeon. Yeah. There's like 120 shrines in the game. So it's and sometimes to get into the shrine is a puzzle in itself. So it's like it perfectly hits that niche of everybody today playing games likes everything in short bursts. Well, it yeah. gives you your Zelda, but in these perfectly short bursts, and there's a bazillion of them. So mm-hmm. it just plays like a really, really great Zelda game is good. So it switches a console. It's like cool. Zelda occupied my time for a month straight, but then once you're done, it was like oh the DLC came out. Eh. I haven't even yeah. gone to play it, even though I own it. Because yeah. I got it in the package. Right. And that's like, well... Yeah, I think you, know, you might have looked at the same package yeah. I looked and, at. And even like, Spl- the DLC. even yeah. like Splatoon 2, though, it's like uh, there's no there's no uh, local multiplayer. So you have to go online, play gotcha. single player on the console. And so that's that's not... Uh, it, does, it does You know what I mean? Like, even, even the one for Wii U had uh, multiplayer like that, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta finish my beer. That's a, there's a sip in there. You can't run that yeah, away. Exactly. And so, you know, Splatoon is neat and it's fun, but I, I don't end up playing it a lot. Or my son, right. play, I have a six-year-old, so he he plays a lot too, which is pretty cool. But the the indie games are the only thing that's really keeping the attention that much. And right. one of the coolest ones we played lately is I the they, the remake of Blaster Master. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. I'm like in Area 6 on that remake. I'm like, cool. The original Blaster Master, the bosses were hard as balls. Yeah. And without a map, because they hadn't figured out the whole Metroidvania right. formula, they were really, really difficult. So getting to play Blaster Master again for the second time in, you know, literally 30 years is, is, That's is pretty, pretty cool. cool. So so little, little indie games like that are kind of keeping it alive. You know, if you're a PC gamer, there's a handful of them that are on Steam already. Yeah. Like uh, Mighty Gunvolt and stuff like that, if you've seen that one. I just picked up one called Vaccine, which is like a – it might as well be like Resident Evil 1. Yeah. Like, again, because it's it, it looks like crap on purpose. And That's it cool. plays just like that, and it just looks like it, it's a blast. But it's a little bit of a roguelike kind of thing. Awesome. So, so right now the indie games are kind of keeping that console going till Mario. We know we're getting Metroid, which is you know fist bump, pump awesome exactly. that we're getting That's a Metroid awesome. for both consoles, which right. is really cool, 3DS and the Switch. So there's certainly a good lineup coming. Right. It's just like they were smart to come out of the gate with Zelda. Sure. Because whether you were excited about it or not, you want to play Zelda. It's a really good Zelda. Four point five million Zelda, Johnny, Zelda really sold. Zelda. Four point five million Zelda sold. There is no reason. Uh, yeah, look. So looks at what was it? Four point five to like four point eight switches or four point right. seven. There is there is no excuse to right. own a switch exactly. and not have Breath of the Wild. Well, let me ask you this because I'm on a uh, deuces on it too. I should add you to it. Um, there's a really great Nintendo uh, group online uh, on Facebook, uh, Nintendo Voice Chat um, group, and they did a poll. And 70% of the people that own a Switch prefer the handheld as opposed to the TV. How much are you playing it? That's a good point. You know what I do sometimes, too? I don't I don't even end up putting it on my TV because one of my computer monitors has an HD, a second HDMI input. Oh, okay. So I actually end up hooking it up a lot of times to that. When we're playing, like, ARMS or something like that, we put it on the TV. Right. But uh, that was one of the things about Zelda is I'd be playing it, and, you know, wife or kids are going to bed, whatever else, and I'd like, oh, I'll go to bed too. And i take the Switch with, and i play another hour of Zelda because it's like – and I'm thinking to myself as I'm doing that – are they? Are they gonna? They're not gonna kill the DS. They could. They can. Are they gonna kill the DS? Is that gonna happen? Like it's a legitimate thing when, 
you know, you could do you could do that kind of thing. I ended up buying one of those really high capacity battery packs with sure. USB C, so I could charge it again. And mm -hmm. it already has a decent battery life. But when you can charge it one or two more times because of those battery packs we have yeah. now, you know, that's that's. That's awesome. That's kind of a cool thing, too. Well, because that was the thing. I was surprised because this is literally my first time I've seen one in person. Uh, and I was blown away by the, the quality of the screen and how large the screen was. Because yeah. there's one thing to read it online and, and to see a picture of it. But, like, the, you, we were tell, them, tell the folks what we were playing before we started uh, taping. We were playing Puyo Puyo Tetris. Now, what is that for folks like me? I didn't know what Puyo Puyo was. Johnny never played Puyo Puyo, which if you guys know if don't know, Puyo Puyo um, is a is a Japanese-style puzzle game that's come that's been around for a long, long time. Like, with our Retro Game Treasure service, you can get old Puyo Puyo games for the Super Nintendo. Um, we carry a lot of them. And it's if you've ever played any newer puzzle game on your Android or iPhone, every match up four colors in a row game that's Puyo Puyo but it's right. been around in Japan since like the mid 80s late 80s so for those at home uh, it's kind of like Candy Crush a little bit yeah you could say it's basically like that yeah and so Puyo Puyo Tetris is a switch game that came out where you could play Puyo Puyo and Tetris together with a bunch of friends and you can swap and you can play them together and the, you can even play them together on the same map like they will drop random either Tetris pieces or their Puyo Puyo pieces that together. was the coolest thing about the switch so far was it the joy I mean you you didn't have to buy another controller because the joy the joy cons are split so you, yeah. you literally took them out of the side of you can put them in different to configurations player, you can put sure. them into the grip there mm -hmm. you can put them on the side of the the uh, switch yeah, sure. but you automatically have two players, yeah, which is really awesome. Yeah, when's the last time that Nintendo or anybody shipped the console with two controllers? Right. Yeah. The Been a minute. Sega... Saturn, Dreamcast? Yeah. No, Dreamcast had one controller, Control maybe. Right, no. one controller. No, it's been since it was the late the, 90s. I think it was the 16-bit era was the last right. time, like Super Nintendo, Sega yeah, Genesis, and everything, when they came with two. had one controller. Yeah, right. I think the 16-bit era was the last right. time that you got two controllers at a time. Looking around at boxes of consoles we have around here for upcoming boss chest giveaways. Yeah. And 64 only had one controller. Yeah. Super Nintendo had two, though. So, yeah, but then you also immediately um, want to buy another one. But here's the kicker, though. It's seventy or eighty bucks because you get yeah. a pair, right? So it's not like you're spending thirty or forty dollars even on a controller, which is already kind of steep. Which is been. the only thing I thought was funny because, like you said, the Joy Cons, if I remember correctly, were like seventy. But if you got the Pro Controller, it was like sixty. It was like no, I think the Pro Controller is like eighty. Is it is really? It really? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, well then that might <laughs> and make that's my only decision. one controller. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's so like, that might actually they, make my decision they, for they, me. Then they call this the uh, floppy dog ears controller. Yeah. And that's yeah. Like, yeah. I can see Here, that. Yeah, because when you put it in there, it's the floppy dog ears, because you showed me this the last time I was here when you weren't here, Johnny. Uh -huh. I was like, that actually works pretty good <laughs> as a controller. Yeah, I um, can totally see that. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But, I mean, it works pretty good like that. Now, I'm not going to lie. If I buy one, I probably am going to buy a pro controller, just because 90% of the time I play it. Use this. Use, use that? Just like this. I okay. played Zelda with just this. This comes with the console. Yeah. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. cool. The floppy dog ear. Yeah, it comes with it. And console. I doesn't. And only if you buy Joy-Con separately do you got to buy another floppy dog ear. Yeah, but um, they but they come yeah. with these little thingies that make Sidebar them a little things. bigger and yeah. make the oh, cool. shoulder buttons work. Because oh, nice. the shoulder buttons are in there, but they they look like. I mean, I don't have I don't have big hands to begin with. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. The only yeah. reason I kind of wanted the Pro Controller is it looked a little bigger, and you know I've got big hands, so I thought oh. maybe that might... You, well, know, you know what to say about a guy with big hands. That they wear big gloves. Big gloves, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I thought maybe that might work a little better. Plus, I'm going to play it a lot on my TV if I buy it, right. so I was like, you know, maybe I'll you know get that... The rind and God, shine. So good. See, <laughs> it's so you heard bad. me not talk for a while, and you're like, "Man, Deuce hasn't been got, on in ten minutes." It's because I went and I, I cleaned our mugs, you, and sir, I got us the rind and shine, and then chugged the growler from the kitchen. There's a fridge in in, in the uh, HQ here it, yeah. at Retro Game Treasure, and I, I saw him. That's Which hilarious. I haven't decided if me and, and Buck are best friends or I'm just white trash because I kicked off my <laughs> shoes and I've been walking around barefoot around his house. Like, I'm barefoot. Yeah, I was like piss on it <laughs> like I'm, I'm not wearing these flip-flops H like, hq yeah. is tiled but yeah hey. so i was like piss on it i'm just going ahead and get hey, taking these flip-flops off yeah, it yeah, just right. you know Good uh, but <laughs> i've got to say i actually kind of like the rind and shine after the tartar mine because oh, yeah, it kind of it, it changes the palate for sure it's sweeter but it, it, seems, it, it yeah. tastes yeah, sweeter now sweeter, that you yeah. just got done with the tart beer because yeah, that was the thing where i screwed the pooch i should ask jeff what's the drinking order like should which one should you drink before this like what order should you drink them in? Right. But 
Yeah, I think the Nintendo Switch is neat. I just, as an early adopter, there's not enough to make me say I need to run out and jump. I'll tell you, yeah. I, I told you this. Um, when the Switch comes out, or when the Switch comes out, when Mario Odyssey comes out, yeah. that's when I'm going to get it. That yes. game looks amazing. That game because looks you already bought straight up Mario 64. Right. Yeah. yeah, it just so straight up Mario 64. It looks amazing. It looks uh, so but but reason it was just so mind blowing to me because how many people played handheld? Because they people I don't know if Nintendo anticipated they'd be playing that much handheld. When I was in Japan that week that it came out, and it was funny too because it was an it was maybe he wasn't American. I might be assuming, but it was a white dude, so he was American or German or something. Mm-hmm. And and we're on the subway going from place to place. And I'm like, oh shit, he's playing a Switch. He was playing Zelda on the subway, like on his way to work. Just American or German dude or something that lived in there. (laughs) It's like over there, they play a crap ton of handhelds. Right. In Japan. Over here, I mean, they sell a lot of DSs too. It's a pretty good, it's a bigger mixture of kids over here than it is kids to adults. Sure. But I don't know. You saw we had there, and when Dave brought his. um, Switch to CEO. Also, we yeah. had two switches at the Retro Game Treasure table. We did, <laughs> and sure. it was really, really cool seeing him play that because, like, literally, there's four of us huddled yeah. around a switch playing Street Fighter Two. Which, since, since you brought the man up, I want to g- give you some props <laughs> for introducing to, uh, me and Johnny to our new another, Biffle, another wrestle buddy. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness, Johnny or uh, David's like our new Biffle man. Like Too for funny. me and Johnny, because hey, like think about that, David like, comes to my house like all the time now. Like he's him and his wife came over for UFC when and you guys she made. Talking, uh, it was like, and stuff. I know he loves wrestling. He lives yeah. near you guys. I yep. should. I should guess. I should have thought yeah, of this. Literally, <laughs> literally, David lives like ten minutes from me. Nice. That's, yeah, yeah, I know it's down that area. And yeah. his wife is an amazing baker. Like, <laughs> cool. I said, she needs to start a side business because she made all these cupcakes and not everybody ate them. So she gave me a plate. <laughs> well, I'm on a diet, so I gave them to my mom and dad. Well, she ended up giving to a bunch of the neighbors, and they were like, who made these? Where did you buy them from? And I'm like, David, I think your wife's got a little side business here. <laughs> awesome. She wants to get That's into cool. it. Dude, they were awesome. They had pieces of sugar caramel bacon on top. Nice. They were insane. I like good. bacon. Yeah. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. Join the adventure with the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. Founded in 2000, the guild starts its 18th year of supporting and promoting the role-playing game hobby in September with a big anniversary party and some lightly structured games. The guild hosts too many convention-style game nights every month on the second and fourth Fridays where you can find up to four scheduled and prepared games plus up to three open tables all ready for a packed four hours of hobby-centered fun and fellowship. Among the regularly scheduled games on the LRPG's rotating calendar are three exclusive in-house ongoing campaigns, one exclusive in-house mini-campaign anthology series, and a few periodic episodes of members' personal home campaigns. The majority of those games are RPGs, but miniature war games hit the guild tables as well, along with the occasional board game. Some events also feature instructional clinics and roundtable discussions on a variety of game rules, techniques, and theories, so all participants can share their experience and learn more about the hobby from each other. The guild also has planned gaming-free social outings on those random fifth Fridays that pop up some month. And of course, members of the LRPG take part in area conventions as players and game masters, as well as coordinate some activities with other gaming clubs. For more information on the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild, visit the website at lakeland-rpg.com or check out the social media at facebook.com slash lakelandroleplayingguild and on Twitter at LakelandRPG plus hashtag Dice on the Road. Lakeland Roleplaying Guild, they play games! This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What did listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com. 
pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with, with Johnny and Deuce sent you. So let's assume people have not checked out Retro Game Treasure before. They've never heard of the service. Tell us in a nutshell, what is Retro Game Treasure? Uh, Retro Game Treasure is a monthly subscription service, but uh, it's time to ditch all the toy crates and the ones where you just get stuff that you shove, in your, shove in your closet after a couple of weeks or inflatable crowns or something. How about getting real retro video games that you can collect and that they increase in value and that to help you relive your childhood if you sold them to the lady at the flea market like I did yeah. when I was a kid. And so we're a, we're, a, we're a custom service where once you sign up for an account, you tell us uh, what consoles you want games for. Uh, you can change that from month to month as you change your mind what kind of games that you like, whether it's shooters, shoot-em-ups, beat-em-ups, action games, adventure games. We even split sports into fun sports and non-fun sports, real sports as we call them, because let's face it, there's a difference between NBA Jam and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and... Uh, you know, NCAA basketball or Super Tennis for the Super Nintendo. Those mm -hmm. there's different types of games, and so we don't send you titles if you don't like that genre. We don't send you games for a console that you don't own if you don't want it. So it's more of a custom tailored service. Everybody does not get the same thing in a box like a normal subscription service. You also get a, a custom private area in your account where you can you can keep your collection. So not only can you use that to keep tabs on everything you have, but it tells us what games you already own so we don't send you duplicates. So we know you already have that game. We've even gone a step further in our system now, which you guys might may or may not know, but if a game was made for multiple systems, let's say, for instance, NBA Jam, if you tell us that you have NBA Jam for the Super Nintendo, unless you give us specific instructions otherwise, we're going to assume that you don't want NBA Jam for the Genesis or NBA Jam that's for the Game really Boy or NBA cool, Jam for honest. the Game Boy. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's cool. a great feature. And so we call, we call it like the similar games feature that right. we do behind the scenes where I've just painstakingly gone through one at a time and we know um, exactly what kind of games go across like that. Imports, as you guys know, is right. something that we kind of specialize in. Uh, Japanese is a language that, you know, I've loved Japanese culture and I've studied it years ago so I can speak it and so we carry import games. So here's the thing. You already own a copy of F-Zero for the Super Nintendo. You don't want to Super Famicom Japanese copy of right, F-Zero, right. we know that. Sure. We know that they're the same game. And yeah. same thing, if we send you a copy of Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, it's because you already don't own one, or we haven't sent you the American version in the past right, of a right. Japanese version of a game. So we're always trying to build and be better and, and try to make this better for all of our you know subscribers because at the end of the day, we just want to help you build your retro collection or, or restart it if you, you sold it off or, or you know look some of us all of us had to pay for a beer, beer and pizza in college yeah. and a lot of us sold off yeah, our games make to rent. do it yeah. you know? or, so, or, you, uh, or you're like me and you, you wanted to buy a Super Nintendo so yeah. your parents uh, thought it was a good idea to trade in your your Nintendo to get yeah. to pay for when, a Super when the place that before you could even trade in games quote right. unquote you know you you went to the flea market or you did yep. you sold it to your buddy up the road to yep. buy when PS One came out a lot of us sold a lot of our Super Nintendo games look at the graphics and mm -hmm. the music mm -hmm. is so yeah. much better and blah 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 and like yep. we didn't know how much we would miss it and we yep. didn't yeah. how much fun it would be so to go back and I'm play. literally rebuilding my collection yeah. because of Retro Game Treasure. So it was it's <laughs> like I I'm like gosh, I don't some of these games I've never owned before and then some of these games I haven't owned in forever. Well, and see like that's what happened to me with our yeah. last batch of games we got. I got Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2 and Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which I have fond memories of all three for the Super Nintendo. You yeah. got me like I remember when Mortal Kombat 2 came out. I gave my mom the money cuz she worked in Winter Haven. She went to Sears, nice. picked it up and then came <sighs> home. Sears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And like we played it. Like I remember we played it for so long that I I stopped playing. I let my buddies play and I fell asleep because we had we had played, played it so long. long. Yeah. Um and Love Super it. Street Fighter 2 Turbo oh. I had and oh, yeah. I think that's awesome. probably my awesome favorite. Game. Street Fighter 2. That's great. Yeah, I think yeah. out of all the Street Fighter 2s that came out for the Super yeah. Nintendo, that's that my was favorite like the version. Best, that was yeah. one of the best versions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah and so that's stuff. that's yeah. so cool about, you know, having, as you mentioned earlier, it's a tailored. So, like, if you yeah. 
you know you have minimum of two consoles you put on there, and it's awesome. So, so and you can change them up. You can we're like up to we're up to eighteen consoles that's now. That's insane. We carry. That's awesome. So it is. So like if you're a big Sega fan, you can be like, yeah. you know what? I want Dreamcast. I want Sega Genesis. I want Game Gear. Sega CD. Boom. Sega Master System. Right. The Game Gear. ESP yeah. now that you've just added because we're actually yeah. in the headquarters right now. Yeah. And he's got sealed in box. <laughs> Parappa PSP the Rappa, Secret Agent Clang, yeah. the Dual Pack, a Patapon, and Loco Roco. That's legit. That's man. pretty yeah. amazing. That's, That's a got great some Final t- Fantasy to City over there and some yeah. Daxter. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, PS. We just added a uh, PSP and the original DS because it has yes. been like a. It is. It, it's been a minute. There yeah. are kids that were in elementary school that are now in college. That when the original DS and, oh and the PSP been that long? came Holy out, crap. It's been, that's I, insane. I, I was literally firing up some game, and it's like you look at it, and it's like, oh, 2007. That's not long ago. Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a minute. That was that a, was a minute. decade yeah. ago. Yeah. For, you know, so we just started that's carrying some of those think. two. And man, there are just uh, there are some great. I mean, the PSP especially. One of the things I have to do when we're carrying a new console because it doesn't happen very often. Right. They have to age into our bracket. Exactly. Right. Is I have to go through every single game in the console's library one at a time, and I have to categorize it for the database. So I have to tell it: Is it an arcade-style game? Is it a shoot 'em up? Is it a beat 'em up? Is it a shooter? Is it a we call vehicle shooters like mm-hmm. a Star Fox or something like that? Right. And then I have to tell it other things too: Is it fantasy themed? Is it sci-fi themed? Is it like a like a Pokemon or like you know other ones like yeah. Digimon and things like that? Mm-hmm. Different and and we even go further than that. We say, is it a cartoon theme? Is it it's an anime theme? Is it anime like that, yeah. themed? Is it you know all those kinds that we break down into those? And so I'm going through like the PSP's catalog and I'm going, holy crap! Especially the sheer amount of like RPGs that were on Our, the PS1, the PS2, those consoles. And I gotta give credit where credit's due. The PSP had a because when oh. I was working in the game industry, it's like when the PSP came out. There was a metric crap ton of JRPGs that came Dude, out for the PSP. Tons. Final so, Fantasy yeah. Tactics, tons. War of the Lions yeah. is an amazing collection. There, but there were just so yeah. many by them and Atlas and Ocean right. and any of those guys. There were sure. so many good RPGs for the PSP. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. Like So I'm looking at that library and I'm going, they ported that? They ported that? Like yeah. I played, I never really got to play Persona 3 really, really all the way through. And then they made Persona 3 FES where they added like an extra character, blah, blah, blah. Well, they made Persona 3 portable for the PSP, which is even has even more crap in it than the, the PS2 version had. And so I played through that one like right around when we started to launch this a few months ago with PSP, and I was like, dude, <laughs> like, oh, just so, so good. I you think know? it's a very, you know, I think it's a very underrated uh, handheld. It was a portable PS1 I yeah. mean, or PS2-ish even in something. Metal so Gear really, Solid Peace Walker was amazing. All, all that yeah. stuff yeah. too. So there was a yeah. lot of stuff like that. Yeah. And and then in the DS as well, we obviously know. Yeah. It's funny with the DS. I'll tell you guys a funny story about this. So the the Super Nintendo has like five, six hundred-ish titles for it. The NES has something like 900-ish licensed con- console games for it. The PS1 has like... 1100 or 1200 some pretty Is there that many high games? number for the PS1. Wow. Okay. The uh, Nintendo DS has like 2400 games that were released for it. That's some crazy. stupid astronomical I didn't number. Realize there's that many. And so when we when we had to add the DS, one of the things that I was weary going into it was that we ended up doing was you guys don't know, but there is a hidden genre for the DS called shovelware. <laughs> Okay. And so all the crap games like you know Johnny and Sally's Salon Depot and and you know what you call it cartoon creator something or other, you know. I mean, look, there's good games that sound crappy, but like Cooking Mama, that's a fun game. Yeah. Don't crack really on Cooking Mama. But there's like for every Cooking Mama, there's six BS knockoffs right. of it. Like, you know, Johnny's Cooking Studio. And, yeah. and, like, there's this whole series of games that are, like, your your horoscope, your daily planner, your, the you know, your dictionary, your school friend, your diary. The, for, every, for every one good game, there's 20 crap shovelware games to the DS. That's just the way that console was. It was a big, widespread console, and it lived for uh, 12 years, you know? So we have a bunch of games for the DS that we just don't carry, never gonna send. Yeah, too many to even put on our our shovelware, you know, 
box of shame that is we that have on the website. Is that going to go in along with your, uh, <laughs> what is it, uh, Game of Thrones style throne that you're building a Madden? Or are you going to build a shovelware DS? Can you guys see those big black totes over there with the yellow tops? Yes. Yeah. One of those is filled to the brim with Madden games. I'm telling you, <laughs> because, and here's what happened, because awesome. we had an amazing table at C- <laughs> CES? At, at CEO. CEO. Yeah, Alex yeah. This year. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think the gr- and, and I'm giving you a million dollar idea and I want you to steal it is you need to make a Game of Thrones style throne yep. of like all the crap. We've talked about it. And just like, Madden. No, just Madden. Yeah. I, have a, I have a contractor buddy that said he'll get an engineer friend to draw it up and it'll that's be awesome. just a throne made of Madden games because but that's how that much Johnny they're worth to us. Johnny made the new banners, what you need to do is you need to put a banner on each side and do it as a photo op. <laughs> yeah, right. And then have, no, I'm serious because see at, C, at CEO... It. He had he had Come get your picture taken in the Madden chair. Yeah, but think about it because a it's great social media marketing because sure. people are going to come and get their picture taken and put it on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And then also you can have the retro game treasure babes like you had at CEO and like they can sit with you on the throne. That's I mean, awesome. I, plus I, I've told you before I've got a lot of cosplayer friends that'll come and help you at these events. So you could have like a couple of cosplayers with you while you're sitting on a throne of Madden. I'm telling you, this is. And you know what we'll do? Yeah. We'll we'll take all of the Game Boy Advance and DS versions, and we'll make a crown. There, there you go. go. And, and so then you on the top, the crown on, yeah. And then on top, you, you can say "Winner is coming." Winner, <laughs> something's coming. Yeah. Win, yeah. winner is coming. Yeah, yeah. or something. But John I'm Madden you, man. is coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, boom. boom. It's just gonna say "Boom is coming." Yeah. <laughs> Come I, back to tonight. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I'm thinking it's a million dollar idea because think about it. If oh you God. walked in oh a yeah. convention and you there. see that's a amazing. a throne, yeah. like Game of Thrones style throne that's made of Madden. Like, What's this? Oh, it's made entirely of copies of Madden that we would never send to you. Who wouldn't want to get their picture taken on it? And number two. It blows up, and you put the banners next to it, which, so they've got your marketing. Yep. I'm telling you, social media That's marketing. That's a great idea. It's, it, that tote is almost full, and I, then I think we will have enough to have a sh- structurally sound That's amazing. chair made entirely of copies of Madden. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh. So I wasn't here last time. Uh, you, you, Deuce was here at the HQ, and uh, I think – you had like said something to do about you were interested in about doing other countries. Yeah, because in the car ride here, yeah. we'd had the conversation. I was like, I don't remember if we said it on the episode or if it was just me yeah. and you talking. So I was like, you know, now that we got the mics here, they're live. Let's talk about it yeah. to make sure that we talked about uh, it. Step step one was uh, finding reasonable shippers, people that mm-hmm. will ship for a reasonable price. Because you guys, you know, probably yeah. know that we've shipped to Canada since pretty much we started, and so our, a lot of our friends to the north do not have, you know, any retro game shops nearby them so they love us in canada which I, that to me it, it, and not to interrupt your train of no, thought i thought was super weird i was like the retro game business is booming it seems like every town is starting but to get like a, a lot little of urban sprawl and so if you don't uh, live in a big city it might yeah, be like an if you don't live in toronto to, or exactly. montreal or something That's a good point. Yeah. so we yeah. get okay. a lot of people in those kind of places that love that too and so people have been begging us you know I, I get i have people on lists you know from the uk and denmark and ireland that are just like we want to get your games too, please. You know, we want to get the games here too, and um, so we're pretty we're pretty pumped to announce that we have a shipper that's done it for a reasonable price, that's gonna be able to get it for the same price we get it to our friends in Canada. Yeah, and we just have to ship a little early, and um, that we're gonna be able to start shipping to our friends in a, a lot of European countries. You know, awesome. Be able to email us directly to ask for that as they go as they all go live. The pricing will be about the same as it is for like Canada, around twelve dollars shipping is is what it is. Pretty good considering. Um, the the only kicker right off the bat is uh, right now our supply is still mostly uh, American. NTSC is the format, and uh, uh, Japanese, which is the the J format. So we don't have a huge uh, inventory of PAL games, and so if you live in Europe, you're going to need a way to play American games. Which every single time I mention that, they'll go, "Oh no, I'm a collector. I have I have a American PlayStation. No worries." It's but like, also, won't the, won't the Retron Five solve all those problems? If for you? you have a Retron Five or one of those cartridge which you sell consoles, on the site, absolutely, mm-hmm. you can yep. just get a Retron Five, and then it's you can idea. play the American copies, no problem. You can yep. get those. You all play over. every copy, yep. I think, on that. Or, thing. or if you have something like that, if you have an original Dreamcast, it doesn't matter what country you live in, you can play. That's Dreamcast games from any region. So so the only kicker right off the bat is right now until we pick up some suppliers that have some PAL games is that it's still American region games. But 
so far, most of the people, it was just a matter of letting them know, but none sure, of them yeah. care. They're all cool with it. I just don't want anybody to subscribe and be like, hey, I didn't, I can't play this game. Why not? Like, right. read what it says, yes, please. Yes, yes, <laughs> Yeah, because that's, the return shipping. We're not shipping, trying to scam yeah, anybody. Yeah. We're trying to tell you guys that it is, they yes. are American region games. But that's yeah. cool that you guys are, you know, growing the business and you're, you're wanting to reach other people outside the U.S. We that's, wanted it to be right. Like, we could have said a year ago, yeah, we're going to ship to the U.K., no problem. And the shipping is $25 for each person and you're getting what you're getting. But we wanted it to be right. We want those folks to be happy like right. everybody else is. And you want the price games. to be right because, I mean, $25 yeah. is a lot for shipping. That is what know? it was to going through a lot of shipping channels. Yeah. And I've learned more about shipping than I ever thought I cared to know <laughs> through freight forwarders and whatnot yeah. because the, U, the Postal Service is who we've been sending through forever. We still forward through them, but they've gone up three times, three times on their prices in the last year and a half. Yeah. We haven't changed our shipping price in two and a half years. Even though the UPS has gone up on their price. We a ate bit. it for yeah. a bit, and we found a better shipper that could do it for us for cheaper. We just yeah. had to send the boxes a little sooner to get them to everybody in time. Because last thing we want to do is pass on price hikes to people we just we don't want to do that which and that's what i want to say and this is i mean buck is my friend buck is our sponsor but i'm just saying this is kyle or is deuce the guy buck wants you to get the best value for your buck yeah. like he doesn't want like you to eat the shipping he doesn't want you to get bad games he always makes sure you get a good box we have yet to get a bad box and <laughs> we've got some of the jnds our fans that have already hit us up and said, like, look, we use the code. We've gotten the box. They've yep. sent us pictures of the boxes, and they're like, dude, we are so happy. Like, we got this game that I remember playing when yeah. I was in high school and stuff like that. And I think, for me personally, and like, with these retro games, it's the nostalgia factor. Yep. Like, I'm not even going to lie about it because when I play these games, it's bringing back old childhood memories. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's absolutely. the reason I play them. I mean – because trust me, I could go on my PS4 and play something that's got better sure. graphics. It's, sure. Playability might be a little bit better. But when I play these games, it's because it, it lets me touch a piece of my childhood. Yeah. And it's that, I think that's why all of us kind of play in this kind of ballpark. I agree. Yeah. And I also think, there's you mentioned earlier before we were taping, that there's games that you own that you love that have memories attached yeah. to you. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, I remember. That might even be crap, but I have good memories of it. I loved Cool Spot as a <laughs> yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah. I loved that game. For the SNES, I probably, rented from Block yeah. Yeah. I probably rented Cool Spot from Blockbuster like three times. I loved Yo Noid for the yeah. Yes. I did, too. The that's music was really, amazing, too. Great soundtrack. Really Good platform, but it had a really good. It was a really good platformer too, with like weapon changes. Capcom make it or like a good company make it? Yeah, yeah. I know he's got it. He's looking. He he's going to the wall. Find out. He's gonna go inside. Yeah, like he really. Yo, Noid is a rare one. So I don't think he's a mascot anymore, is he? Yeah, Domino's has been using Yo Noid like every week, bro. Uh, have they? No, I'm <laughs> effing with you. <laughs> no, like, I think that is totally an 80s thing. But and that's by Capcom. Capcom. Boom, baby. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Do you saying. know why like, they dropped the Noid? Why they dropped the Noid? I read a funny story about that because I love Because you got to avoid the Noid. I love this game. It's great. <laughs> yeah. There was a dude, don't remember his name. He was crazy. He thought he was the Noid. He killed some people. Are you and then that's serious? why they dropped it. He told it. the police and the media that he was the Noid, and and you and, had to avoid the Noid they, with they that guy. They dropped the Noid like a bad habit. Wow. The more you know. Look it up on <laughs> Google. No it's idea. a weird story wow. about this. This dude. that's what I love every time I have Buck on is that yeah. he, I learn something new about the gaming industry. It's that yeah. nostalgia yeah. stuff. It is. Right? It's like, amazing. Gaming, I had no idea. Gaming historian is one of my favorites because that's all he does. You know, on Patreon and whatnot for a living, he just does. He just did yeah. one on the Game Boy Player for the GameCube, and it was just really neat to learn some of the things about that that I didn't even that's know fantastic. about that with those. But but uh, like I knew it was Capcom. Like because, you, I was you know, pretty the label, sure too, yeah. but I wanted to grab it. We had yeah. a couple copies in there. Too. But Capcom made so many good platformers. They did like a lot the of DuckTales, the exactly. Disney series. Mm -hmm. Like if you guys yeah. haven't bought it yet, yeah. what is it called? The Disney Afternoon Classics something like or that. something. It's cool. But yeah. it's it's got games on there that I don't even and remember. Darkwing like Dark Duck, Duck is Duck. in there, which yeah. is hard because like that's a game we don't usually carry. Darkwing Duck is like 40, 50 bucks yeah, for a like that, at least yeah. for that. But like you were saying back to that. Uh, deuces, the, the your 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 listeners getting yeah. boxes and stuff. Do your settings are the key? 
Yeah. And the wish list feature that we added. Oh yeah. The wish list. The more games you put on the wish list, the better because every, some people make that misnomer of, well, I'm only, I'm just only going to put Chrono Trigger and uh, Earthbound and, well, uh, and stuff see, like that and on that's my wish what list. I, I tell people all the and time like, because the listeners, uh, yeah. I I see me and Johnny as brand ambassadors, and the listeners mm-hmm. will come to us. Yep. They'll hit me up on Facebook. We and get stuff. questions all the time. About oh yeah. It. yeah, especially like on my personal messenger on my yeah. personal page, and they're like, look, you know. Is this like a lottery ticket? Is it exactly like if right. I say Chrono Trigger, is there like a one right. in a thousand Golden chance I'm going to get it? You're and I was not. like, no. You're just no. not. Yeah. Maybe if you will take an import Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's yeah. true. That good point. Happen. That's a good way to get it. Well, games. that's the one that's actually been on our wish list right. because I want Chrono Trigger, and now that we got the Retro on spot, right. and right. we actually talked about this the last yeah. time I was here, I was like, we can get Chrono Trigger in our box super cheap because they're going for like 100 bucks. You can, right. because you're computer savvy, download right. the patch, and right. then I can take it to retron, my house. Yeah. Right. Retron, well, that's what's so cool. Is, it lives at your house. Well, that's the thing. Deuce and I were actually talk- we were talking about that <laughs> on the on the trip here yeah. was the fact that there, one of the main reasons that the U.S. copies are so expensive is because there wasn't as many produced, right. yeah. and yeah. it costs sure. more. Especially the, like Earthbound. Exactly. It was, a, it was a flop over here. Yeah. Right. You know, and so so put lots of games on your wish list. Put all those games from your childhood on your wish list because that injects into our system like, hey, here's some games that, you know, Steve would really like, you know. Yeah. It's still got to be within your settings. If you put a bunch of NES games on your wish list and you don't select NES that month, we're assuming that you're looking at and changing your settings from month to month and that you're saying, I'm kind of sick of NES this month. Yeah. Give me some of the other stuff. Well, we did that too because, like, uh, when we first I noticed got, you guys yeah. changed yeah, we yeah, we stuff a lot. We, yeah, Lots of handhelds yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. we put the handhelds oh, yeah. on there because Johnny, last time we came, you got him the Game Boy and he right. wanted that because he can play it and his son can play it. Well, that was one of the Systems that I yeah. I think I lost in the move from Louisiana to Florida. Right. Yeah, I I have lost all my Game Boy games. I yeah. so I'm starting from scratch, from zero. Yeah. So any game yeah. is a good game because yeah, it's a game I don't I don't have any games at all. So that's what's so great. It's like yeah. if you especially like if you're getting a system for the first time that you've never owned, you need games for it. Yeah. So it's cool. You yeah. can get some stuff that you like that's on your list, or if there's games that you never heard of, and you you actually get to explore and learn about. Games. It's almost yeah. like chronicling a history of games. Because if you say I love RPGs or I love action adventure or yeah. platformers, yeah. you send us a yeah. platformer that we've never heard of, and it's yeah. amazing. And it's like a hidden gem, and that's kind of neat. And on top of that, using your mystery customer Steve, if Steve <laughs> decides that like he wants those lottery ticket games, if he will buy a Retron Five, he can get the Chrono Trigger, or maybe the Earthbound imported sure. for in his box and then all he's got to do is download the patch for it put it on yeah. the scan disc card or there's a, like a uh, there's like a SD card SD card, yeah. card. you can get a patch uh, yeah and then get the patch, patch put it in there and yeah. now he can play it and and, and he owns a copy of it yeah. and it's playable yeah, for Yeah but him. you're ta- you're even talking about like the text heavy RPG games. Yes. Right. We we had last time with Mario yeah. Kart for the sixty four. Yeah. How much Japanese Holy you gotta be able to read to br- play Mario Kart? Let, Let me bring up that, that story. <laughs> yeah. We have had multiple parties. I've turned cool. all my nieces and nephews and like their friends onto Mario Kart because you gave me the Mario Kart right. in uh, Japanese. We swapped the back. Yeah, yep. we swapped the back out for a mat. I think it actually, <laughs> I think Madden. that was a NFL quarterback. Club. Oh, oh, my so, mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another garbage Another game. Garbage we won't game. send you. Yeah. So, uh, but we did that, and like we've been playing it like crazy, which is funny because I showed Johnny. Yeah. They had a Marlboro ad with <laughs> yes. Mario's name yep. on it in the Japanese version, yep. which I don't think it made it to America. Nope. So I thought that they was really cool. Out. And like Mario Kart for the the Super Nintendo, yeah. we carry lots of copies of that because the Japanese version just isn't as pricey as the U.S. Yeah. version. Right. And it it's Mario Kart. You don't need to read. Well, I was right? say, Deuce and I were actually yeah. talking about this on the Tell way here. Tell about what you were saying on the way so here. So we were about saying that. It, it was like uh, there's amazing like shoot 'em up shmups in yeah. Japan. That you don't have to read anything. There, I mean, yeah. there's like ten Gundam games for like the Dreamcast, like for yeah. and, and ten and like, times more than that for the Super yeah. right, Nintendo. Right, exactly. So it's crazy <laughs> because there's all these games and companies and products and Dragon Ball Z games yeah. that never made it here, and like there's all these awesome like you, you, you can yeah. be a fan of a franchise, you they, didn't even know they made. They made uh, a handful of Dragon Ball Z fighting games and RPGs for the Super Nintendo, and they made yeah. a handful of Dragon Ball Z RPGs for the Famicom. 
the, 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 the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo in Japan, and a bunch of them were really good. Yeah, yeah because he basically he was telling me last time I was here, and it was on the episode, like, basically, they made a bunch of, for lack of a better word, like, Street Fighter games yeah. that were Dragon Ball Z yeah. characters instead of the, the Street Fighter characters that you could play super easy on a Retron 5. It's a fighting game. What it, Yeah. It's Piccolo, and that's Goku. You know their names. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You don't need to look it up, and well, you could play those games just fine. And then, like you said, if you got the Retron, you if you really want to get the English translation, you can go find the patch. So it's sure. easy. Rule of thumb is like if you're looking at an import and you don't have a Retron, you're not and you're not looking at like you translation patches. I, I yeah, really you really think, should. Yeah, you should what really. You, you should do it anyway because my God, man, in the Happy Hour Johnny and Do Studio, we've got the Retron hooked up. Yep. It is mind-boggling how good the graphics look when you put it to an HDMI. You have all these filters yeah. and different re- settings and everything yeah. like that. Man, like, it's it fantastic. Is, I mean, it you is can get phenomenal. one on the website too. Yeah, yeah we sell them on the website, and you get you, if subscribers get uh, discounted shipping on any of the items because we sell things like those consoles. We just right. got um, we carry um, like uh, dust sleeves and Game Boy cases and Game Gear cases, thing like that. Also, like if you need extra controllers and stuff, and you yeah, sell some sure. systems on there too. Yeah, we all. just got in the um, the Hyperkin made a new Superboy, if you yeah. guys have ever seen mm-hmm. that. That the, Superboy the is Super, tight. This is the yeah. Superboy S, which has a nicer screen and better speakers. Oh, oh nice. And that's a cool console, too. Oh, that's because looking. Maybe has, if we're good boys and girls, Santa will bring us cool one for Christmas be, from Santa Claus Buck. It has an AV out. Yeah, and two controller ports. So if so you want to, you can just, actually just use it as a system. Just, you yeah. can just hook it up as a SNES. Guys, to your I'm TV. actually holding it in my hands. That's really cool. Buck may when have these to come rip out? it out of my cold the dead Superboy hands. Superboy yeah, has been out this for is awesome. quite a while, right. but that's but the newer yeah, version. But yeah, this is a newer right. one because the older one didn't have the controller ports, and I don't think it had the it, AV it out. It had the controller ports and the AV out, but the screen and the speakers weren't as good. Yeah, it's better fidelity and better sound. Huge on this, yeah. and I've got to say, and give a big shout out to Hyperkin. Yep, they don't make garbage. No, everything I have played that's Hyperkin has been phenomenal. We carry a lot. I have this fantastic Hyperkin. Dude, oh. I have this Just fantastic get it away. Hypergen uh, Sega well, Genesis controller that stuff. they made. It, yeah. it is amazing. Have you guys seen this yet? What is this? Who likes Mario Paint? And Everybody. who can't get a freaking mouse for Mario yeah. Paint? I can't. Oh, Hypergen snap. makes a mouse for the Super That's Nintendo. amazing. So that's awesome. We carry I, those in our store now, so that's too. Really I'll use the Archer gift that everybody uses yeah. with Krieger. My penis can only get so erect <laughs> when it comes to Hyperkin. Because every Hyperkin time I'm like, amazing. man, I really want something. And, Hyperkin and their boxes are It was so funny, so too, because people put it side by side with the SNES mouse. And the number one complaint people come with is, look how big it is. The SNES mouse is made for, like, a six-year-old's hand. Right. And so this thing is made for, like, let's face it, this is made for, like, an adult. Because yeah. <laughs> we're the ones that are going to play, play it. Right. And so it's like, your your argument is invalid, Valid. sir. Yep. Very <laughs> but invalid. it's funny because, and I, this, is, this is actually going to throw it old school, um, I traded in my, uh, my mom wouldn't let me sell my Nintendo because we had this game a place called Game Traders that opened in Orlando. It was, like, the first yeah. ever we game all had trading em. place. Yeah. In Orlando, and I traded in. I was going to trade in my Nintendo, but they wouldn't give me enough. But I traded in a bunch of games, and and some things I got. I got Jurassic Park, I got Mario Paint, and I got uh, Mech Warrior, which you actually got me. Um, nice. The the cool thing was is the mouse worked with Jurassic Park. For SNES, yes. And yeah. it would work for like there was a couple. Different it worked games. for Jurassic Park. Yeah, for SNES. Yeah, the yeah. Mouse. I didn't like, know that. Mouse, yeah. yeah. So like when you were in the top down world. Yeah. Like, you had to use a controller, but then you would go in these little, like, substations, yeah. and it would become almost like, uh, like, Wolfenstein 3D would be yeah. probably the best example. So it's almost like a point-and-click? Uh, not first a point-and-click. It was a first person. You would move and shoot, but it would look like, because you remember how Wolfenstein 3D right. looked. Yeah. And when it went to that, I you didn't could realize use the mouse. Mario Paint or for other games. Yeah, so it would well, work for that. There was a there was a handful of games. I'm for talking that. probably like yes. six or that's ten. That's pretty cool. But though. that was one of the ones. I and know I, I have that list somewhere. That's, that's the reason cool. why I actually got the Mario Paint because yeah. the guy was like, "Look, if you get Mario Paint, which they had for like stupid cheap, it was like the mouse will work on Jurassic Park." And right. I was like. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. I'm yeah. ten, so yeah. Right. yeah. How about you give me that too? 
Right? Yeah. So that's pretty like, neat though yeah. that it does work yeah. for the games. That's cool. That's they pretty have. cool. The, that's the pretty Genesis nifty. had a mouse too, but there were only like two or three games for it. It's really hard. But I have. Yeah. A, I was saying earlier, I have a, a really amazing uh, Genesis Hyperkin controller. It, it feels just like the like the oh, original. Oh, good job. Yeah. With it's it. amazing. And the yeah. wireless is so good because yep. we can sit on the couch and play it. Yep. Like. It's got a good range. It feels good in your hand. It's very light. Like, yeah. it's feather light. Yeah. They do a good hand. job yeah. with their stuff. And so when you can't – we carry – most of the controllers we carry on our site are original ones. Right. But when you can't find original stuff like a Mario – like a SNES mouse. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's cool that they did. I mean, there's just – I can't tell you how many copies of Mario paint. Yeah. <laughs> but no mouse to go with it. Just like uh, Hey You Pikachu for the N64. It's it's in the same garbage bin as like the Madden because if there's no mic to go along with it, it's useless. It is. That's true. Can't play it. I mean, it's... it's, The whole whole point we're trying to make is I... You should you should invest in a Retro Five so you can play <laughs> your American stuff. Hawking stuff for Hyperkin. It's well, that, no, it's really it, cool. It's a good be, console. Before it is. we wrap it up, because I know we're ready to wrap up the episode, uh, tell uh, the people at home about the piece that you gave me that you can put in that plays oh, the, the three game. In one? Yeah, yep. yeah, we that have those, three in yeah. one is the tits, cool. man. It's because a, yeah, there's so many Game Gear games yeah. that you can get for cheap because the problem is Game Gears are dead basically yeah. now so yeah. like if you buy a the game components gear, some, weren't that great no and, and so if you buy a game gear now somebody's had to refurbish it all yeah. right because the screen went out right that was a right problem but the right. games so are so well, i mean look you can look right on the shelf he's got a shit ton of games that are in the box <laughs> for game gear right so uh, the game gear didn't quite take off Right. It was a good console. It was, and they had some great, like the X Men games that were on there. Great, yeah. like I always was felt jealous because, like, yeah. I had the Game Boy original Game Boy, and my friends would be going to school and they'd be like, "Haha, I got color." I'm like, "What?" I get the Game Gear, yeah. dude. Yeah. I had an Atari Lynx when I was a kid. I didn't even yeah. have a Game Boy, so that was yeah. like, "Look at this beast right here!" Yeah. And they, you know, they put out like a hundred games. But for like, it. I remember <laughs> the Sonic game for Game Gear was really good. They or made which, a couple. Actually, they, they made like four or five because they made Sonic, they made Sonic Two, they made Sonic Chaos, and and then they made like a puzzle game called Sonic Labyrinth. Oh, I did not heard and, of that. And we only got one of them in America, but they made a game called Sonic Drift. We got the second one, which is like like a Mario Kart That's Sonic cool. rip. That's kind of yeah. neat. That's nifty. For the Game Gear. And so there's an add-on for the Retron 5 called the 3-in-1 where you can play Master System games and cards, which we carry Master System as one of our consoles, and Game Gear games. And so consoles that... Uh, the Master System is a super underrated system. Yeah. And the Game Gear has a ton of games for it that are really great. I mean, there are some games that we get for the Master System that I can't believe they made, one. And two, if they made it for, like, the Master System and the NES, the Master System version's better. I'm like, like, Double Dragon. We pop it in to play it, and I'm like, wait, you can play two players at the same time? Like, because the NES console, you can only play one right. at a time? Wait, it doesn't have all the flicker. Li- wait, the colors are all, it looks like the yeah. arcade. I got gypped. Yep. Yeah. As a kid, the like- Master System. <laughs> if there is a game for NES and it's on Master System, the Master usually, System yeah, is way better. better. And it's funny because the Master System came right around the same time, but I think in Japan it launched first or the same year. Yeah. And it was better. Yeah. Right. But the NES just had the library, and yeah. it's like when the Genesis and it didn't came catch out. On here. Most of the people, unless you were a Genesis fanboy, you know the Super Nintendo was you know had more sa- better is a fight between yeah, fanboys, yeah, yeah. but it had better sound it had more sound channels and it had be- more colors so you know that kind of equates to better if you're looking at it that way but, for the super nintendo correct? but the genesis yeah. came first yeah. right. it came before the super nintendo right. so the same and thing. it had it a bigger like, library i believe they went to the yeah. market the genesis was made to compete with the nintendo not the Super Nintendo. Right. But it happened to also be 16-bit, so it sure. gave it a longer shelf Again, life and more they games. Were first. Yeah. Sega CD was not meant to compete with the PlayStation. No. It was meant to kick the Super Nintendo's ass, which yeah. it right. didn't Did. in a lot of ways, yeah. but you know, like you and I have. And oh, yeah. We we're love that thing. We're super Sega fanboys, we- even though it takes me like two power strips <laughs> I'm to not power even a the Sega fanboy. Yeah. I'm like a Sega CD fanboy. Yeah. I love my but Sega. I, I, I love my love- 32X. I'll be the first one to say <laughs> I might be the only person on the planet that's a 32X. I, love, I actually love my, I love my yeah. Saturn, even yeah. though it, it's it, the same thing. Yeah. I love it's my the same Sat- thing. Saturn. Yeah. You know, there's some great games there for is. it. You know, yeah. there were some underrated games for it. But and the, the Dreamcast library, was really good. The, yeah. li- the Dreamcast was a little bit different because right. it, it it got 
a little bit of a library. It got a little right. bit of traction. Some fantastic just, games. It did. It had some really, really good ones. It just, it, I mean, it was the death of Sega as a yeah, console. Unfortunately, so it kind of. Yeah. Which you care bittersweet Dreamcast yeah. games. We do. Now. We do. It's 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 kind of like you know, there's a couple consoles like the Dreamcast and the Sega Master System right. where they're not super popular with our customers, right. but there's some niche folks that are like like us. Yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the other thing is True. like me and him were talking about it in the car. Like we really want to get some like import. Yeah, Dreamcast games because like yeah. uh, Marvel's Capcom two. Yeah, you can play that. Yeah. You don't need it to be in English. Right. like it still works. <laughs> I mean, it's so. almost as expensive in Japan. Though. Yeah, not yeah. Quite oh, really? As, not quite as. But it's right. still like within but spitting distance. The main thing yeah. we're trying to say is like you know shoot 'em ups, fighting games. Yeah, like race and driving games. You're you know? not even yeah. touching the iceberg of what about games we never got. Yeah, right? like you want to play a copy of Terranigma or Secret of Mana two. Yeah, you know, Seiken Densetsu three was yeah. our secret of mana. Right. What happened to one and two? Right. Well, we never got them. Yeah. Or, or I mean, like you were just saying, shooters. There's a lot of games like that and fighting games that we just we just didn't get. We right. wasn't as popular, or it was either wasn't right. as popular, or they didn't think it was going to hit. Mm-hmm. You know, so we carry a lot of. I mean, th- there's some good stuff. Yeah. So, what we're trying to say is go to retrogametreasure.com. Check it out. Um, I'll put in the promo code Happy Hour to yep. save two dollars off Woo! your box. And um, you guys try it out. I mean, even if you're a person that hasn't been into games yeah, in, in 30 years, if you're like, hey, you know what? I used to play games back when I was a kid. Go check it out. Go restart your library. You know what I mean? Like, go check it out and uh, you know, awesome. dust I off your old yeah. console if you, if you still have it and uh, get some games that you love. And uh, it's it's an awesome service. Uh, and if uh, you're living in other countries, be on the lookout for uh, countries near you that will be getting uh, retro game treasure as well. Uh, any other thing you guys want to add? Uh, to retro no, game man, treasure. I'm good. What about you, brother? Yeah, man. No. Just awesome. want you guys to check it How out. can they find us, Johnny? They can find us on the old Facebook machine at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show at Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Uh, also, you can send us a line. More questions for Buck because I assume we're going to have Buck again in the studio. Uh, you can send some yeah. questions at uh, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com as well as when you're talking about the happy hour with Johnny Deuce. There's not one, not two, but three hashtags you want to put in your social media of choice. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and of course, hashtag Deuces, Deuces on, on the Loose. loose. Later. See ya.